critical race theory is another big thing on campuses today. This is, quote, a theoretical framework in the social sciences that uses critical theory to examine society and culture as they relate to categorizations of, here we go, race, law, and power. It's kind of like cultural Marxism. Everything's seen through the prism of race. Your main identity is your skin color, your ethnicity, okay? And so power and privilege, you hear this white privilege a lot on college campus. That's bled into society as well, too, and even in the church. And finally, political correctness in speech is another huge tenet of higher education today. Anything that they disagree with their echo chamber leftist worldview, they interpret as endangering someone. So this is why you see news reports of a conservative, some main conservative speaker, Ben Shapiro, Star Parker, uh, you name it, not even necessarily a born-again Christian, never a born-again Christian, actually, going to speak on a college campus and riots and you know people in the streets. Well, they believe that any it's hate speech. Any speech that doesn't agree with them is is hate speech. And so they need to be, they're not just not to be allowed, they're evil people, and they must be destroyed. That's the worldview on high, in higher education. Today. It's more extreme there than in the broader culture, but it goes from there into the influential people in our culture who are educated there, and then it trickles down into society and then eventually into the church. 1 Corinthians 1, chapter, or verse 20 says, Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? You could just say, where is the person who has advanced degrees? Where is that? Where are the academics? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God. You can't come to know God through the wisdom of this world. That's absolutely the case. You can only come to know God through the way he's revealed himself in Scripture. God was well pleased through the foolishness of the, of the gospel message preached to save those who believe. The gospel is so foolish to the world, the fact that there is a God and that we're sinners, we're not actually good people, that we're sinners and we're at odds with God and that God's going to judge us for our sin? This is crazy. And that to, to rectify the offense, the, the separation from God, that God would send his own son, that God has a son? Sent him to, to earth to live among us, to be born of a virgin woman, to grow up and live a sinless life and to heal people and perform miracles and prove that he was no ordinary man, that he was divine, and that he would offer himself on a cross to as the, as the propitiary, the, the satisfactory payment for the, the sins of mankind, and that would satisfy God's wrath and justice over our sin, and that just simply by repenting of your sin and trusting in Jesus, what he did on the cross for you, putting your faith in him and not in yourself or in your own good works— putting your faith in him, that would have God forgive you if there is such a God, would forgive you and make you right with him, and you'd inherit eternal life as a result of that? That's foolishness. But that's the gospel. And God was well pleased through the foolishness of this message preached to save those who believe. That's exactly what it is. We hope you gained from this short take of the Christian Worldview radio program. To hear the full program and further connect with this ministry, visit thechristianworldview.org. I'm David Wheaton.